big news of the day, Andy. Uh, well, Andy, Andy Murray. Well, I mean, how bad is his body if he's saying that now? You know, he's playing tennis. Yep. He's back out there competing. Mm-hmm. But if he's in that much pain that he's like, I don't think I'll be able to make it even to Wimbledon. I mean, you always want to see a player of Andy Murray's level go out on his own terms, right? Yeah. You, you don't want to see him have to just struggle, 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 and then not even make his like benchmark event. You know, Wimbledon for any player, but let alone a, a player from the UK, that's that's the pinnacle. Yeah, and, you know, slam that he's been successful at. Mm-hmm. Um, at home, that's where most players, well, if you've got the chance, you want to finish at home. And in front of your home crowd, what an opportunity that would be. Yeah. And to not be able to do that at your, you know, m- not many people finish at their prime, but to play at your best. Exactly. You know? For for those of you that missed it, basically Andy Murray came out in a very tearful press conference and uh, said, look, my, my body's breaking down. I, my, my hip can't do I can't even tie my shoes and put my socks on without a, a certain level of pain. Um, so, you know, this could be my last tournament, the Aussie Open, you know. Um, he's going to try and get through to Wimbledon with the help of his team, but he's just not sure if he can do it. No, and, you know, is is it worth the push, right? Uh, not really. I think he said something like, when the Byron brothers had the same operation last year mm-hmm. and he could come back and if he did the operation again and it would be another year out of tennis and then what not you know the Byron brothers don't move the same it's a mm-hmm. doubles game compared to a singles game yeah there's no guarantees that his body's ever going to be the same no I think it's about longevity now for his life yes what's the quality of life going to be when he's 60 years old and I feel like we've been spoiled with Federer lasting into his late 30s. That's not the norm for, for most tennis players. I no. Mean, usually sort it's of becoming, early 30s. It's, it's becoming more. Yeah. It's becoming more. I mean, Karlovich, you know, yeah. and that's unusual considering his height as well. Yeah. I suppose with advances in training styles and uh, nutrition, things like that, players are able to play later. But, you know, you can't, if when the body says no, what can you do? Um, and when the body starts breaking down, like Murray's body started breaking down, and then you try to play through and come back, and I think the players don't often take enough time when they're coming back from an injury and because they're afraid of losing their ranking points and losing their position and gaining access to tournaments and then restarting again. Yeah. It's a tough It's a tough task. It is. Um, as you probably have expected, a lot of people in the tennis community have come out and uh, given their words of support. Um, my uh, The one that surprised me the most was uh, what Juan Martin Del Potro said. Um, and he uh, tweeted, and I think he put it on Instagram too, Andy, just watched your conference. Please don't stop trying. Keep fighting. I can imagine your pain and sadness. I mean... And He's one that knows, right? Exactly. He knows, he knows from personal experience. Um, he says, I hope you can overcome this. You deserve to retire on your own terms whenever that happens. We love you, Andy Murray, and we want to see you happy and doing well. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot, right? Kyrgios had a good one with all the pictures of him and Murray having good times together on and yep. off the court. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, we notice them as competitors, but there's a lot of time off the court where those guys are all hanging out in the same areas and the same lounges, same Absolutely. hotels, and there must be a bond there that's it's mm. quite deep. 
Um, and one one reason that that surprised me actually was have you seen that viral well not viral but I mean it's a video on YouTube where um, it's like tennis fights you know and Andy Murray and Del Potro are one of my favorite ones because this is back in 2008 and uh, Del Potro says something about Judy Murray and uh, Andy goes off on him and they have a bit of a back and forth uh, banter so you definitely check that out if you got a got a couple of free minutes I'll be having a look at that later on yeah and you alluded to what Curio said I'll, I'll just read out a small portion of that um Andy I know you take me for a joker most of the time but at least hear me out on this one old friend you will always be someone that impacted the sport in so many different ways I know this was never the way you wanted to go out but hey it was a heck of a ride you took me under your wing as soon as I got on tour and to this day you have literally you have been someone I literally look just look forward to seeing. You are one crazy tennis player, miles better than me. But I just want you to know that today isn't only a sad day for you and your team, it's a sad day for the sport and for everyone you've had an impact on. Definitely. Yeah. You know, when you look at someone like Murray's game, he hasn't he hasn't got much, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a decent return and serve, but what he does within a point and point construction makes mm-hmm. him one of the top players in the game. And his record against those top guys throughout the past 10 years who have dominated the game is mm. actually quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, he doesn't, unfortunately, doesn't have the Grand Slam titles to reflect how good he's been. No. I mean, they call it the Big Four for a reason. Well, that's right. You know, you know? The, 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 they are the best. Yeah. I think there's something else that Murray said in his interview that was, you know, struck a key with me. He said, I can play with limitations, but I can't play with pain, Mm. you know, and I think that's a big thing, you know, as coaches, sometimes we put drills out there or whatever when we're on court so that there is limitations on Mm -hmm. what players can do. Yes. And Murray says, I can do with limitations, Mm -hmm. but if there's a pain involved and then I'm sore, I'm, I'm sorry, this is something I can't deal with. You know, he might not have a good backhand one day, and that's a limitation. Easy, mm-hmm. I'll just deal with it and hit more forehands. Or, you know, I'm struggling to move a little bit this way, then I can do this extra. I guess if you want to look at a bright side, he's in his early 30s, and he is a multimillionaire, and he can do whatever he wants to do with his life now. It may not be competing in professional tennis, but the door doors are wide open for him. Well, I think he's always going to be around tennis, right? Yep. Uh Tim Hinman, he commentates for BBC, I think, and mm-hmm. you can easily see Murray being around that month of tennis in the, in the UK every year because he's been the guy. Right? There's been it a bit of uh, bit of speculation online that maybe he will uh, step up to coach Nick Kyrgios. Ooh, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, a uh, bit of experience around the youth. Um, mm. I think Kyrgios needs a bit of an experience head around him. And, you know, as I said about Murray's game, I think he's very thoughtful in the way that he approaches it. Mm-hmm. And I think that would help someone like Kyrgios who just sometimes goes out there and just hits balls for fun. Yeah. To me, there's only two uh, two people in the tennis community that are going to get the best out of Nick Kyrgios. And those two people are Andy Murray and John McEnroe. So I think he's got to pick one of those two people, say, you're my coach, <laughs> and, and that's it. <laughs> Johnny Mac. See, I like it too. Yeah. And Andy Murray and Johnny Mac. Well, we talk about coaches a bit. Mm. You see Agassi's over there coaching. Who's he coaching? Dimitrov. Oh, I like that. It's unusual. Uh, 
I didn't think I'd ever see Agassi really out there on the on the circuit again. Mm. Um, maybe he's just sort of like a Grand Slam kind of. Yeah, coach. maybe just somewhere around there to help you out in big situations. Um, yeah, talk you through some things maybe. But yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Interesting. Um, so we had a couple of tournaments in the last week, just in the lead up to the Aussie Open. Uh, let's start with Auckland, where we had uh, appropriately named Tennis Sangren beat uh, hometown favourite Cameron Norrie. Uh, in the final, six four six two, pretty handily in the end. What a tournament! Mm. I mean, he didn't drop a set. Yep, he served incredible mm-hmm. in the final. Um, not, not known for a big serve. Either. No, not not. I thought he played really aggressive tennis. Um, big serving, big forehands, and to me, he looked quite fit. Sangren to me normally looks like someone whose weight fluctuates yep. and yep. He often gets quite podgy looking. Sure. Um, he looked incredibly fit and strong, and that showed in the results that he played. Really yeah. strong tennis. Absolutely. And as as we mentioned, Cameron Norrie, who now represents Great Britain, but he grew up in New Zealand, had a great tournament to get to the final. I don't know if that'll do too much for his ranking, but it might push it up a little bit. Yeah, I think he moves up to probably 60. 65. That's not yeah. bad. I mean, wow. if you can get into the Masters events, that's yeah, what you want, right? Yeah, that's the key, right? Mm. Uh, especially coming up to Miami and Indian, well, Indian Wells and then Miami coming up. Those are, you know, big points before the clay court season. Yeah, which I believe the cutoff is generally in the 70s. Would that be about right? Uh, yeah, 60. Depends. Mm. I think it's like 128 for one. I think it's like a 96 draw for the other, maybe. Oh, okay. I thought I thought a majority of them was sort of like 64 draw and you get a few what? No, I think the Indian Wells one is huge. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, congrats to Ruben Statham, who took out Hyun Chung in the first round. Yeah, what a what a win. What a diving volley. <laughs> what a diving that? volley. I did see that. I <laughs> I think he uh, he put it on Facebook as well today. You say, you know, he, I was watching the match, and you're 5-1 down. You hold serve. That's good. Then you go out there and do a dive. Uh, your, your break is serve, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you do a dive and volley, whatever. The next time he breaks his serve, is there's another stoppage in the game when he tears his shoelaces. Yep. So, two breaks of game, right? When he broke the serve, it's a it's a very interesting when you can cut someone's momentum in a service game like that. And not that we're suggesting he did that on purpose. No, no, no. But, <laughs> but, but you know, flukes like come on, you dive and you land on your racket, and mm-hmm. second time you're sliding for a ball and your shoelace tears. Like yeah. that doesn't happen. That, that's just fate and the tennis gods on your side and mm-hmm. you know what a win yep what a win um, and can we talk about the doubles yeah please there's so many Kiwi tennis players now that are dominating the doubles and it was great to see in the final Ben McLaughlin and Shroof beat uh, Michael Venus and Raven Clarkson oh, that's wow. two Kiwis in the final there uh, I think all of the Kiwi teams apart from one wildcard combination uh, won a round so it's great to see, especially at a home event, mm. if it's more publicized that these guys are actually Kiwis and whatever. I, I don't know what it's like because I'm not at home, right? I don't see the media, but it's it's really cool to see from my perspective anyway. Absolutely. A um, few interesting uh, losses early, which I guess you would expect from an event as a lead up to the Aussie Open. Uh, John Isner lost first round. Shapovalov lost first round. Uh, Fanini lost second round. Uh, you know, the, the, a few other players in there as well. It's kind of expected, you yeah. know. Well, can you read? Right? You can't read too much into that, can you? No, I mean, especially like Fognini. 
he he had a tough three set match and match before the mm-hmm. day before. Yep. Next match, eh, he probably booked his flight the night before after that three set match, thinking, yeah, I'll go out there the next day. I'm not saying lose and then get a flight the next day early, you know. Well, the well, the score was against Kolschreiber and it was 6-3-6-1. Yeah. Don't tell me you're putting in 100% effort in that. <laughs> I mean, Kolschreiber's a great player, but still. Very good player. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, moving on to Sydney, uh, the other event is the lead-up to the Aussie Open. Uh, young Aussie, Alex D. Menor. Home just event. Just pounded through the draw, didn't he? Yeah. Um, you didn't, know, lo- didn't lose a set, by the way. But we're talking about players that we shouldn't expect seeing in, in through that far. Mm-hmm. You suggested Swartzman doing well last week, and I laughed at you. <laughs> he made the semis. Made the semis, yeah. And, and and Simon made the semis. It's um, To me, it was a very unusual tournament. Yes. Um, Alex D. Menor, can you expect him to have a good Aussie Open now after this? What do you think? I mean, because you can look at it one, one way or the other. One is he's hot. B is he might have run himself a bit ragged. Yeah, um, I think he's young. I yeah, just think can he's probably right emotions. We'll get to the Aussie Open in a bit, but if Nadal is playing, I don't think he'll get through Nadal. Mm-hmm. How far is Nadal going to make it through this draw? Well, I mean, is he going to you know? How many tournaments up? has he completed in the last twelve months? But that's that's the next one, right? So yeah, if Nadal is there, I don't think Demonor's got a great draw but mm. if Nadal's not there I think Demonor could go on through by the way second week in a row that Taro Daniel has taken a lucky loser spot to get into a, a main draw and get a bye <laughs> are we on the watch out Peter Polanski five in a row that's what I'm waiting for <laughs> has it come through yet no, not yet okay. but, but he was four I'm waiting for the five. Oh god I can't wait so he lost, <laughs> he lost in the last round I think I take so, yeah yeah Great. Uh, any, <laughs> anything else from Sydney that we want to look at? No. No, no Simon and Schwartzman. Wow. So let's uh, look ahead then to the Aussie Open, which starts, is it tonight? It does. Must eight, be tonight. Eight it's, o'clock. It's Sunday th- afternoon here in uh, Canada, and yeah, must be later on tonight. Um, so should we start with some interesting matchups for the first round, Andy? Definitely. My big one, and I think it's everyone's big one, is... Uh, Milos Raonic versus Nick Kyrgios. What a massive, match. massive oh. first round. That's what happens when you get outside the top thirty-two. Yep, right? that's right. Exactly right. You're gonna have. You might get that seed first round, and that's a match. Yep. You know, Raonic is tough on a hard court or an indoor court or on grass. Big serve. There's going to be very short points, and Kyrgios better be on form. Yeah. Um. I personally like Raonic in that matchup. He's favorite. I, I mean, I look. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Curios. I just, I can't see him putting it together. Um, however, it doesn't get any easier for Milos if he gets through that. He's got the winner of Vavrinka uh, and Golbus, yeah. which I wow. think is an awful matchup. Yeah, Vavrinka, second round, Grand yeah. Slam. No thanks. <laughs> Not the Aussie at a Slam. He's performed well at in the past. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I mean, look, it, there's no, there's zero easy matches for Raonic. It's shocker after shocker after shocker after shocker. Go so on. what's after that? Uh, well, that that's contentious because it's uh, Chung's little okay. section, and yeah. I don't like Chung to get through it. So I'm well, picking Query. Chung hasn't won a match this year. Yeah. So you know, I think he's got an easiest first round. Clan. Yep. And that'll be interesting as well. Clan top college player. Yeah. So I like Query to get through that. And look, I, I don't think that's a good matchup for Milos. Qu- Query's, Query can play, man. Yes, he can. I Yeah, that's a really tough section of the draw, isn't it? it absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a nightmare. Um, Shapovalov has Andahar and yep. then looking like probably Kokonakis. That's a matchup I'm waiting for. Um, so that'll be interesting. I, I, I've got Shapovalov getting through that section and then uh, probably going down to Djokovic. Yeah, I think if Kokonakis coming through qualifying means that he's fit and on form, mm-hmm. I think he'll win his first round and I think he goes out there with the hometown behind him and goes out there and beats Shapovalov pretty easy. He's, he, he certainly has the ability to. Yeah, 100%. very talented. And I think possibly not being given a wild card into the main draw is a good thing for him. Mm. Making him work a little bit harder and you know going through qualifying, winning those matches, getting it is that interesting. confidence behind your belt. It is interesting that they wouldn't give him a wild card. Considering the they've been giving him most of the time. But they've got a lot of top Aussie juniors coming up. Yeah, true. Um, selfishly, I want to see Shapo get through just to see Shapo Djokovic. I think it would be a, It'd be a, a blockbuster. Night. Yeah, it would be a great match. Yep. Um, any other early round uh, interesting well, matchups? Jack Sock, not good enough to get a... Well, not ranked high enough to get in main draw. Yeah. Uh, so you got a wild card. Okay. He's playing Alex Bolt. Okay. So to me, if it's between a Bolt and a Sock, I think the Bolt wins. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> that's so, good. So I like that. Follow your odds there. I think it's about oh, three to buddy. one, four to one. Oh, buddy. I love it. <laughs> Bolt over a sock. Um, of what course. About, uh, can I throw one out at you? Yeah. Cameron Norrie, Taylor Fritz. Who you like? Well, uh, Cameron Norrie beat Taylor Fritz today in Auckland last week. Yes, he did. And they're playing doubles together at the Aussie Open. So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. <laughs> it is. Um, I think Cameron Norrie beats him. I think Cameron Norrie versus Monfils second round is a matchup I want to see. Yeah, that's I would a, love to see that match. Again, Two a, very contrasting styles. Yeah. And I think, yeah. It's it's very, um, yeah, that's a good section of the draw as well. It is. Right? Uh, another match I'm interested in is Kyle Edmund versus Burditch. Burditch again, unseeded, played well in Doha, making the final, and now playing Edmund to seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough matchup for the young Brit. Absolutely. Um, very tough. One more. Yep. My boy Tomic. Yeah? He's back. Yeah, who's he got? Silich first round upset. Oh. oh. Well, we'll see. Oh. But, <laughs> but, but I, I, I think Tomic's back. You heard it here first, yeah. but I'm going to take Chilich in that one. Yeah, I think most people would. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think I think Tomic is, I mean, at home, I really hope that he performs. Yeah. I, Look, yeah. I mean, I think it's good for the game when these talented Aussies are really doing well. Yeah, young, very interesting. Like, they asked him a question the other day in one of his posts. He played Kyrgios in a set, and they asked him a qu- in, like, a practice match, and they asked him a question at the end of the interview, and he's, like, wanted to avoid it completely and change topic and asked about a spider bite happening the same day Nick Kyrgios had a spider bite. And he's like, look, I just don't want to answer your question and walked off. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's something different that's yeah. out there and it's, it's young and I like it. Very contrasting to the, uh, diplomacy of your fetters. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, should we go through our quarterfinal picks? I reckon go for it. Okay. So how about I go through all mine first and then you follow it up? Go for it. All right. So my first one is either genius or a shocker. Um, I've got Medvedev. What? Getting through the top section. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought I was struggling today, Gareth. But like, (laughs) 
Wow. That's all right. That was that's my uh, that's my pick. Um, then I've got uh, Kaini Shikori getting through the next section. All right. Um, I have Alexander Zverev. Um, and then I've got a, a big call, I think, in uh, Philip Krahinovic. Yep. To get through to the quarters. Hey, oh. Um, I've got uh, Karen Kachinov yep. getting through versus Chilich. Um, and then I've got Roger Federer beating Basilashvili. And I like Basilashvili to get far in the tournament. So round of 16, I think he could cause Federer some trouble. So watch out for him. Watch out for Basilashvili. Yep. Um, despite kind of being out of form, I've got John Isner getting through over Kevin Anderson. Yep. Um, and then I've got Nadal getting through Kyle Edmund, although it's a little bit of an asterisk because Edmund Burditch first round. Edmund I Burditch. don't know which way that's going. That's that's tough, a coin right? flip. And first round could be forty degrees. Bring it on, man! But it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's pretty open. Whoever gets through Edmund and Burditch is probably going to get through quite far, I think, to yeah. Nadal in the uh, quarterfinals. It, it, it does seem like a pretty open quarter. Yeah, uh, I think that top half of the draw is pretty easy um medvedev what uh Djokovic, i think that's easy right yeah uh Djokovic versus nishikori well, certainly makes the most sense yeah, yeah well man i think uh, as i say tomic's gonna go out there and have a go with Silich, yeah, there so. you go. medvedev over Djokovic is less of an upset yeah right so i think Djokovic over nishikori that quarter number two is interesting there's a lot of young guns in there you've got zarev you've got korich Krahinovic, Kyrgios. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know where to go there. Zarev, for me, hasn't performed in the slams. That's right. But he's got the easiest path through out of anyone there, where Kyrgios has got all those tough matches like we talked about before, and I don't know whether they can go back to back to back and do and that, that and in that's the slam. And that's the problem, right? Like You can look at it and say, well, this player's better yeah. than this player, but it doesn't matter. No. A, you got to play that person, that person, that person. That That's... That's my challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, is Kyrgios probably the most talented out of everyone through there or has the game to beat everyone through there? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But picking that quarter is tough. But I really like Krahinovic as well. Okay. Uh, quarter number three. So, so, so you did have Zverev and Krahinovic as well? Yeah. I had, wow. Kor- I had Korich. Oh, you had Korich. Yeah. But, Korich and Krahinovic. But, but, okay. Yeah, I like Krahinovic. That's yep. a great pick. Uh, well, we, we we will see. Yeah, <laughs> we have got the good pick there, but if we're, if we're on the same path, we're probably yep. wrong. <laughs> uh, quarter number three, Silich. Yep, I like your call of uh, Isner there as well, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Silich is going to go through. Um, I like Silich playing Fed, obviously, but there's a couple of young ones in there: Sitsipas, Kakanov, Monfils, and Nori. Right, well, Monfils ain't young anymore, but. That's a um, an interesting one with a couple of old dogs in there. Yeah. Uh, in the bottom quarter, I think it's going to be Kevin Anderson versus Nadal. Yep. But that makes a lot of sense. A matchup I really like second round is Struff versus Nadal. Okay. If if Struff is playing as well as he was, I think in Auckland, I thought he was playing really good tennis. Um, I think he could be a really tough matchup for Nadal. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean. The guy's playing, this could sound selfish, but you he made the semifinals last year of doubles with Ben McLaughlin. So they got, what, 700 points to defend. Yeah. Uh, this week they won the doubles, so they got 250. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. So you got 500 or so to make up there. 
Uh, what's the chances of making a semi-final of a Grand Slam again? For them, they're seeded top eight, so they've got a shot. Yeah. Um, would they have more shot if 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 he lost early in singles? Definitely. Right. So, what do you want? Do you want that upset or? I, I mean, I'm going for that upset, but for the for the sake of their doubles pairing and continuing and keeping their ranking that high, it's tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, let's just uh, g- kick ahead for a second. Who's your pick for the overall winner? Medvedev. Yeah. <laughs> no. Classic. Jo- <laughs> I think Djokovic is going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Um, I think he had a a loss in Doha, which was surprising. Um, but I think that just probably kicked them into gear a little bit more and lit the fire. Yep. Uh, my pick Which is... Which is horrible coach talk. Lighting the fire. <laughs> what the fuck? Any more cliches you can That's come up shocking. with? That's shocking. Game of two halves? I rip coaches on, like you know, like NFL coaches at the post-game press conference. Yeah, their defense was tough. Yeah. Their quarterback threw the ball well. You know, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we lit the fire. God, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. Give yourself an uppercut, Andy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, my pick is Alexander Zverev. I think it's going to be his coming out party. Heard it here first. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I think he's got a fa- he's got a pretty favorable draw. I think we've heard helps. it a hundred times that it, that it, that it's going to be his coming out party. Yeah. But if it's if I've heard it here first, then I've heard it here first. Heard it here first. <laughs> uh, although I will say, I think he's got a tough matchup potentially second round. Jeremy Shardy. Yeah, Shardy. He, he could he could lose that. Shady's been on fire, hasn't he? Yep. The past year, his singles results on hard courts and on grass mm-hmm. were surprising. Yep. Um, winning a lot of matches and beating top players. Yeah. I think if Zverev can get to sort of third, fourth round, I think he'll pick up momentum. It's He loses in the first, second, third round a lot yeah. at Grand Slams. So that could be where he falters, but I'm picking him to get through it. I mean, yeah, I I hope he does. Mm. He needs it for his career, right? You just yep. don't want to be constantly stumbling at that third, fourth round. No, absolutely. and it just seems like he always has a courage to play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else to add? Any more picks? No. Nah. Oh, picks? Nah. Tomic. Tomic. Tomic, right. and a bolt over a sock. I'm yeah, I'm saying Basilash Villy. Look out for him. Look out. He's coming your way. Um, okay. We'll be, back, we'll be back next week to check in at the halfway point of the Aussie Open. Uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want us to discuss a certain topic, please reach out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Two Guys Talk Tennis. That is the supremely hungover Andy. Thank you. I'm Gareth. So if you like the cut of our jib, please subscribe, rate, and share. Be kind to each other. Boom. Boom.